forever. Dog. Do not go gentle into that good night. Poetry, I feel, is a tyrannical discipline. I was trying to tell a story. The book came to me in a sort of a haze. This is how to write a good short story. No hope, just booze and madness. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness. Now, lend me your ears. Hello, and welcome to Literati, a comedy podcast about books and how to steal them from the library without getting caught. We are your hosts, Colin and Michael. I'm Colin. And I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. This is an obligation for me. We signed a six-year contract with Forever Dog that we can't get out of until we record 312 episodes or we become massively popular. Whichever comes first. So here's to six great years. Now, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, you might be wondering, hey, who are these guys? And if you listen all the time, you may be wondering, where did I go wrong in my life? What happened to all my friends and loved ones? Or why can't I get my phone to download any other shows? There have got to be other podcasts out there, right? Popular ones? Ones people enjoy? Well, to answer that very first question, we are your literary gurus guiding you through the world of books. And you won't find any better gurus than us. Need proof? I go through 50 pencils a day. And that's just the ones I break in frustration when I don't get my way. And I recently won an Oscar for screenwriting. Now, to be totally clear, by Oscar, I am referring to Oscar the Grouch, who lives in a trash can. And by one, I mean several top-tier movie executives threw my screenplay into a trash can. Still, though, it's an honor just to be nominated. Truly is. Well, that pretty clearly proves that we're qualified to host this podcast. And if you disagree, well, just make sure to subscribe, like, and give us a five-star rating and write a review. And then we'll talk to you. But today, we don't just want to talk about ourselves and all the amazing novels we may or may not have read. We want to talk about some of the best and most exciting new books hitting the market. Yeah, we pride ourselves on finding new emerging voices and trying to lift them up and bring them into the conversation. Trying to find people who have interesting new perspectives to add something to the literary oeuvre that has been so dominated by one type of story for so long. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're so excited to talk about Sean Penn's new book, Bob Honey Sings Jimmy Crack Corn. That's right. Uh, For you longtime listeners, you know, uh, uh, for Sean Penn's last book, we had a podcast dedicated to uh, Bob Honey, who just do stuff. What a cool title. What a cool title. What a cool uh, uh, character. Mm. I love it. Everything about it. I just think it's exciting when actors branch out to be mediocre at other types of art. Oh, same. Uh, It's like you've already conquered one field. Why shouldn't you try to tackle another one? And when an author writes a book, it's just so interesting um, because you're like, oh, this is a person who writes books for a living. When an actor writes a book, you think, whoa, what am I going to get into? Is this going to be like reading Transformers? How would this even work? Yeah, because uh, the thing is, you know, it's like, Sure, they've made a career off of reading other people's words Mm. and performing them. Yes. Surely they know how to write them. Well, let me tell you, um, if you did read Bob Honey, Who Just Do Stuff, 
which already he's taking such a bold risk by leaving out some of the important words in that sentence. Uh, this follow up is no less exciting. Um, Bob Honey sings Jimmy Crack Corn. Does not disappoint. No. Um, one of the things I love, if, if we jump in here, because we have a little sample, um, instead of calling them chapters, he calls them stations. So, oh, that's an interesting up, twist. It's an interesting because it's almost like, oh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, we are on a train and we're going from station to station. Does mm-hmm. that make any sense? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Or like you're, uh, you're, uh, on, uh, what you said. Okay, yeah, exactly. That's how I felt. Now, Colin, let me, I, I hate to put you on the spot, but what was, I would, I don't know, what was one of your favorite parts of the way that Sean Penn wrote in that first book? Was there a signature style that jumped out? Um, yes. I loved that, uh, you know, it sort of was trying to, I mean, we don't have Hunter S. Thompson anymore. No. Someone needs to fill his shoes. And it seemed like he was going for that sort of like, you know, Tackling the government, uh, you yeah. know, crazy drug-fueled sort of devil-may-care main character. And, and I loved it. And I loved Someone the, who, who basically picked up the baton and ran with it. And I liked the alliteration. So let me read the first sentence and we'll see if this book will satisfy us. <clears throat> Station one, unbranded, unbridled, and free. In a time when only the sane wear foil hats, a semblance of self-defense may have been a preferable play by a man for whom the alliterative applications to logic build barriers against moral mourning. That, so that's just one sentence. So if you can fit that many words into one sentence, I mean, that's pretty amazing. Sentence two, still, it would have been a double diorama to defend with all the blood, brain, and brutal bits that Spurley's body had been left behind. Ooh. Ooh, jam-packed with words. It's important to treat a sentence like uh, you're packing a suitcase for the airport, and yeah. you're like, there's too much. I can't I can zip it, but if, I, if I sit on it, uh, maybe I can just zip it. Jam yeah. it. Jam yeah. it in. Yeah. Um. So uh, just skimming through, there seems to be a lot of um, kind of um, onomatopoetic words here. We, I'm seeing a lot of um, bumps and buzzes and zzz. A lot of um, unorthodox uh, staging, a lot of italicized passages that seem like, dare I say, poetry, um, and tons and tons of dumb rhymes. Um, so I'm very excited, and I hope our listeners are too. Uh, maybe we can do. Um, maybe we'll buy the book and do a full reading. Oh, of the I'd love that! Thing. I hope that he comes out with another uh, uh, YouTube advertisement for this uh, this book, the way that he did. With uh, the people want it because yeah. we know that he really sings when he's on camera. Yeah. So. And you know what? I just realized what I was trying to say before that uh, stations instead of chapters makes you think of train stations instead of, uh, oh. you know, you're not at a book. It's like you're on a train and you're stopping at stations. I think yes. that's what I was going for. I'm glad earlier. we went back to get yeah. that because that is I, I that really puts a pin on it. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, not all writers can hope to achieve the massive successes that Sean Penn has. Mm hmm. But our writer today certainly is a giant in the field of writing uh, and erotic literature. Yes. Uh, and uh, we are so excited and titillated and overjoyed to have. And even uh, a little horny. Yeah. I didn't want to say it, but I'm glad you did. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Uh, we are so horny to have <laughs> to have our writer for the evening. Raymond Clayton. Thank you so much, Raymond. Thank you. Uh, absolute pleasure to have you here. 
Thank I, you for I, having me. I'm yeah. glad you're both horny. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You did hear you did hear that when Michael and I said we were horny to have you on the podcast. We don't know the proper way to always interact with erotic authors. Was that over the line? Is that customary? No, that's very normal in my line of work. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just a normal guy who writes you know, sexy fiction. Yeah, sure. And yeah. that's, I mean, that that is the goal of your fiction is to turn people on and make them horny. And so it must be a compliment if we're telling you that we're horny to have that's you right. on the podcast. I yeah. didn't even have to do anything yet. So. No. Do yeah. you believe us? Because we can show. I can show you. Uh, sure. Okay. No, oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> just Very so you know. Wow. And I'm only doing Great. that just so you yeah. believe me. Yeah, no, well, yes. I mean, no, if you can't take someone at their word, I mean, what good are take they? Take them you at know? their wood. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you should write something. I wish I could. I really, um, I have what doctors describe as uh, an inverted sex drive. Oh, wow. I've never heard of that, but. Yeah, neither had my doctor. Yeah, wow. um, I, they did a lot of tests. Have you seen E.T.? Yes. You know what they do to that little guy where they put him in the room with the tubes and the tents? Yeah. Yeah, almost oh, the that? identical thing for wow, me. Wow, they yeah. did that to you. Yeah, wow. but uh, no Oscars for me. No. <laughs> maybe one day. Well, maybe. Uh, I got a lot of opinions on Hollywood and who runs it, so mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to let me in there. <laughs> but We have here. had to cut uh, Michael's mic on several occasions on this podcast. Oh, yeah. I just think it's very clear the Italians, ever since Godfather, the Italians have had their hands in the movie business. Yeah, it's true. And yeah. they've got a bias. <laughs> so, um, Raymond Clayton, what will you be reading for us today? Uh, and- I will be reading uh, an excerpt from my latest sex novel Ooh. Uh, entitled The Man from the Barn. Wow. Okay. I, I can't wait. I mean, take it away. Thank you. <clears throat> Here we go. It was a hot summer's day in Chugwater, Wyoming. Things seemed eerily still on the grounds of Hundred Horse Farm. Even the summer breeze seemed to have taken the day off. Daisy, the lady of the ranch, sat outside on the porch. It was shady and cool there, where everywhere else on the farm was hot. All of a sudden, Daisy felt someone standing with her on the porch. She turned around and saw that it was the man from the barn. He was shirtless, and he was sweaty from working in the barn. Mind if I sit on the porch with you, ma'am? It's awfully hot out there in the barn, he said. And by he, I mean the man from the barn. Daisy smiled. Then she nodded a tiny nod. She was trying not to make it obvious that she very much lusted for this man uh, from the barn. Uh, But it was hard for her to hide it, and it was obvious that he was horny for her as well. The man from the barn took the spot on the bench next to Daisy. His hair looked like wet gold his muscles like that of a choo-choo train. He smelled like shit. Daisy tried to maintain her smile, but the smell crept into her nose like a tiny ghost, a ghost that stepped in some shit. 
Oh, that's right. This man works in the barn, Daisy thought. That's where my horses make shit. She deduced silently. The man turned to Daisy. His eyes were blue, like two really blue eyes. Do you want to have sex with me, he asked. Through her half-smile, Daisy said, I really, really want to, but... Whew. You smell like shit, man. Oh, that's probably because I clean up horse shit for my job, the man from the barn added. There was a long, awkward pause. Uh, do you want me to just stand a little bit over there and show you my wiener? He asked. Daisy thought for a minute and said, Yeah, all right. So he did. He walked out into the field a little bit. There was quite some distance between them now. He dropped his jeans and revealed his peen. It was kind of small, but it was like thick. It was, it was fine. Daisy looked at it from afar. It was soft and stuff, but it still turned her on. The smell didn't seem to bother her anymore. Maybe because he was far away now? That was probably it. She thought about it for what seemed to be two minutes. Fuck it, let's do it, Daisy said. Let's have sex. Oh, awesome, the man from the barn said. He rushed back over as fast as he could with his pants still around his ankles and started kissing Daisy passionately. The smell hit her again, but this time like a big ghost. Nope, 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 nope. Nope, 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 she said. Daisy pushed the man away from her. What's wrong, he inquired. Uh, Daisy said. It's just, uh, God. It's, it's not going to work. I just, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Uh. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have... A terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. That's okay, he said, as he pulled up his jeans. May I give you one last kiss at least? Daisy cut him off. I'm going to puke, guy. No, you just, you got to go. You're hot and muscly, but I feel like it's on me now. The shit is on me. So just, we got to go our separate ways. Cool. I understand, said the man. Daisy took some deep breaths. She closed her eyes and mustered the strength to hold down her vomit. When she opened them, the man was gone. Just like that. Will she ever see him again? Was he even real? Where could he have disappeared to? 
Oh, no, there he is. He's in the barn. Yep. Because he's the man from the barn. So, yeah, he's he's in the barn. She's She sees him. The end of my excerpt. Wow. Wow. That was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Ab- oh, absolutely. So. Didn't we crack a window uh, or something? <laughs> no, it's amazing. It's hot in here. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, we should... Should we... Once again, stand up, Michael, to yeah, show him. Uh, still, still, yeah. still, yeah. Okay. Oh, we're both standing, of you. Yeah, we're standing wow. up. So yeah, you can yeah. see. Ooh, even my nipples are a little hard. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's it's pretty like amazing. A, yeah. Uh, wow. I gotta say that was one of the most relatable erotic pieces I've ever heard. Thank you. Yes. I. You know. I try to write from a real place. Yeah. You know. Try to capture real people. Yeah. And the man from the barn is sort of like the everyman, you know, the hardworking salt of the earth. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Would you say that? What? Would you say that? Would I say if he's an everyman? Yeah. Yeah. I we'll say it then. <laughs> uh, the man from the barn is an everyman. See, I told you, Michael. <laughs> yeah, you were right. I, I told you. I needed to hear it from I, our guests. Yeah, I, I guess I, I could be more clear about that. Uh, <laughs> That's all we ask. Yeah. I just, because sometimes Colin says stuff and I'm like, well, is that true or not? I'm not going to trust him. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, so and this, is a from an pro- this is a problem we have. We have artists, uh, you know, writers on the podcast and they are very talented at weaving stories. Yes. They're not always the best communicators as themselves. Mm. But, you know, they're yes. not... I've heard that a lot. They're not public myself. speakers, so, you know, it's not their talent, you know. It's yeah. not their foray. I, have, I do have difficulty talking to people in real life. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's so surprising because I think your, your work is so direct. Yeah. I don't get out much, so I don't really talk to people that yeah. much. Uh-huh. You guys also have not made eye contact. Your hands are over your eyes as yeah. you talk to uh, us. Just, you know, it's just until I get comfortable okay. with sure. you guys. I sure. open them to look at, you know, your erect penises, <laughs> which, which we... made me more comfortable, so thank you. Oh, so yeah. hopefully in the next couple of minutes, I will reveal my face. Okay. So I want to know um, if this is sort of an everyman, as you boldly stated. Um, where did the inspiration for this character come from? Oh, I was, uh, my family went apple picking, uh, you know, last fall Mm. and I saw this guy there and he was like, I don't know. He was super hot. Like he was just, you know, helping people with their apples. Uh, I was like, what? You know, there should be something about this guy, you know, someone, someone probably, someone here wants to fuck this guy. Right. Somebody's got to. Which yeah. that was why you were kicked off the uh, orchard, right? Because you were just shouting that loudly, like someone's yes. got to want to fuck this guy, right? Tell me, tell me yeah. what you feel. And then you went up to each individual person, like you. Yeah. What Is about you? you? And yeah. you pointed right, in, you got your finger right in their face. You guys read that in, <laughs> yeah. in the paper, yeah. In yeah. The, uh, yeah. Apple Tribune. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame that it was family day. Oh, yeah. But, you know, when inspiration hits, it's hard to control myself. Yeah, I'm sure it must be nuts if you've got the mind of an erotic author to see someone that hot and nobody's jumping on it. Right. Everything turns me on. So Everything. Is, is it's that, hard. Is that how you... Um, I was going to say, is it hard to write without getting distracted? Because if I was you, I'd get one page in, then be like, okay, time for a cold shower. Oh, yeah. No, I masturbate a lot. Okay. Uh you know, it's part of the process, you know, it's, but that means it's working, you know? Yeah. That's how you know it's good. Yeah. It's like a, a comedian. If you're laughing at an idea, you're like, 
there's something here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. George Carlin famously would cackle after every joke he'd write. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, the same thing. We are, and I hate to chastise, but we are trying to be a more family-friendly podcast. So masturbate is a word. I'm wondering if we could Ooh. maybe think of a cooler, uh, more child-friendly term instead of masturbate that we could use. Uh, some, maybe something like trying to be more hands-on. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I is like that, that a lot. Not? Yeah. Okay. What about jingle jangle? Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if we all know what that means. Yeah. Jingle so jangle. I feel like a child could still intuit. I think there should still be a verb in front of jingle jangle. Jingle my jangle. Yeah. Like uh, jingle, jangle my jangle. Okay. okay. Yeah. So let's just try to yeah. find fun. Yeah. Uh, replacements. Anytime that there's um. Sure. Something that would be sexual. Okay. Great. So, um, this is the, you know, this is the apple orchard all over again. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, uh, it's a minefield. Yeah. And, when, and when you say you went with your family, is it uh, like a uh, uh, significant other and children or you went with your parents and or was it a cousin's day? <laughs> yeah. 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 It was it was like, yeah, there was a lot of there was my parents, cousins, <laughs> their children. uh it was just like yeah. a whole family out. Yeah, it was around Thanksgiving time, so everyone was in town. So yeah, was, you know. I feel like Thanksgiving day one, everybody's just greeting each other and catching up. Yeah. Uh, by day two, you're eating the big meal. Day three, it's like, we got to do something. Yeah, you gotta look, you're looking for stuff to do. Yeah. Um. So do you get all of your ideas for novels by going out into the world, getting horny, and then rushing home? Exactly. Which is why I'm not out much, because, yeah. you know, as soon right. as I'm inspired by something, I run home. You know, I, you know, I ask people around, <laughs> If this makes them horny, like before, like sure, yeah, you want to get some confirmation because yes. I mean you're trying to sell books eventually, so you want to be know. relatable. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as I do, then I'm home. What and are so some I'm, of the other works that you've written? Uh, I, uh, I know some of them, but I want you to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ladies in the Dark. <laughs> That's um, a classic. Yeah. Uh, the people who are naked. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, um, you had that one that I really loved, uh, the burly guy at the deli where I go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, that, that was one the a whole, lot. That was the whole title. The yeah. Bur- yeah, the burly guy at the deli where I go. Yeah, you also had the other uh, novel. Uh, this guy's way too hot to be my dentist. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of, you know, places I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> you, had, you know, I think um, one of your earlier ones was called. You're telling me she's the train conductor, Bazunga. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, they've all been yeah very successful <laughs> and relatable. Yeah. I think absolutely. I want to know about when you say like something makes you horny and you have to rush home. I'm trying to like imagining like what scenarios are you like at dinner with friends and then you just like without warning just you start shouting at the restaurant. Does this make you horny? Yeah. And then you rush out the yep, front door. Exactly. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, yeah. Like a yeah like a good looking waiter or waitress comes by. Or even, you know, food. Oh, yeah. Like, even some food. Like, wh- that doesn't <laughs> click for me. What kind of food could make you horny? Like a nice lasagna. Okay. You I'm know, like, <laughs> you know, you could see it, right? Yeah. yeah. And probably, probably like foods that look like sexual things. Oh, like yeah. A yeah. Nice, <laughs> like juicy a, hot dog. Yeah. Or like a mm-hmm. pig's ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board mm-hmm. now. Like when you go to a restaurant and you're you're looking at the menu and you're like, what will I have? And you're like, you know what? Tell me about the pig's ass. The pig's ass. And then the waiter. <laughs> Did you bake that? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're like, mm. all right, I'll do it. I'll try the baked pig's ass. And let me get a glass of breast milk. <laughs> yeah. And what restaurant is this, Michael, that you are uh, getting a this baked is pig? Ca- this is Katz's. Katz's, yeah. yeah. They'll cook I- just about anything if you bring it from home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm so sorry to interrupt, uh, Raymond, um, but Colin and I are trying to get more sponsors uh, for the show. We have some sponsors, but we'd really like to get more. Sure. And- yeah. We find that it's also helpful for the artistic process to constantly interrupt the show with some brands. Um, so on, and we'll cut all this out, but we're going to be briefly interrupting the interview um, every couple of, you know, however many mm-hmm. we can fit in um, to do some on-spec um, ads. Just sure. so just so we do them before we forget and then we can like send them to, you know, commercial agencies to be like, is this something you might yeah. be looking for? Mm-hmm. And sort of they're quick and they're very straightforward, so there's no need to really dwell on them or ask any questions. I'll go first. <clears throat> Casper the Ghost Mattresses. Sleep like the dead on these mattresses made out of the corpses of little boys and the cute little ghosts they'll become. Shipped to your door in a tiny coffin-shaped box. So Boom. we're done. Yeah. So Good. we're done. Uh, do you want me to do one now? or Why don't you do one, one now, now just to okay. get into it? Great. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to do one. Quim. Are your teeth all fucked up, but you can't stop drinking coffee and red wine? Don't even think about it. Spend $45 on a new toothbrush and shove it in your mouth. Great. So, yeah. So, awesome. uh, and we'll cool. just send those off after uh, yeah, we're absolutely. done here. We'll, we'll send the whole episode, yeah. too, so you'll get plugged. Yeah. Oh, great. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. So this could be good for you. Oof. This could be good for you. I hope so. Yeah. And maybe you could get a um, Casper the Ghost mattress. Yeah, or a Quim toothbrush. For free? Maybe. I mean, you maybe. Know. Did yeah. you ever get yours, Colin? My Quim toothbrush? No, your Casper the Ghost mattress. Oh, yes, I did get my Casper the Ghost mattress. And I did have to ask my neighbors to help me carry the coffin-shaped uh, thing up the stairs because I couldn't awkward. lift it myself. It's rare mm-hmm. that people are bringing a and coffin they, into the apartment. Exactly. Yeah. And they kept being like, what is this? What is this for? And I was like, I don't have time to explain this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have things to do. Are you going to help me or not? I'm exhausted. Yeah. And I want to s- yeah. sleep yeah. on this. Yeah. I've been stuck in the stairwell for about three hours. I mm. can't let go of this coffin because it's going to go down. I got halfway up the first flight of stairs. I can't drop it. And you can't get by unless you help me. So just your call. Yeah. I don't have time to tell you about this mattress. And we'll roll all of this into the ad. Yep. Good. Great. So, um, Raymond. <clears throat> Tell us about how you first became a writer. When did you know? Uh, it was I was kind of old. <laughs> um, I was late. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I originally wanted to be an architect. Um, because you know, that's what my uncle does. Yeah. So follow, follow his footsteps. Yeah. And like you then, also saw how I met your mother, and you love the the main character was an architect. And yeah. You were like I. I love this show. Exactly. I want to, do, I want yeah, to have the like, same This life. is awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah, this totally. is awesome. But, you know, it's not all this cracked up to be. You know, how I, this is how I met your mother, you know, really does not, you know, it's, it's not like that. So you That's pursued Hollywood. architecture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, one day I was just, you know, at the office or I was interning. Wait, so you how know? far did you get? I was being pretty an far. I was pretty far. Um, and what made it different than how it's portrayed in the movies? It was just boring. It was really boring. Long hours. You didn't really get to have time for a dating life. No. I mean, I don't. Any, I still don't. But 
Well, you're always running home. So I'm always running home. And now you have but, the option to if you want. Yes, at least. exactly. Yeah, and just so many shapes and things. Yeah. And I wasn't good at drawing straight lines. Ugh. That's so, the worst. Yeah. And you still got pretty far along. Yeah. Surprisingly. <laughs> just I mean, fake it till you make it, I guess. Exactly. So you were an intern? I was an intern. For your uncle or for? Yeah, for my uncle's oh, that's office. Fun. Nepotism. Yeah. So that's, pr- yeah, that's probably why I made it f- that far. Um, yeah. And I was just, you know, I was there and I, they sent me for coffee. Yeah. And I was like, this barista is so hot. What? What would it, you know, what is her story? Yeah. You know? So I just wrote a little thing and I read it for some people at work and they were like, that's awesome. Wow. That makes me horny. (laughs) And then you all, because you, I mean, we sort of, we do a pre-interview before the show. You were also saying that you all had to go to HR after this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I got fired. (laughs) Okay, so leaving leaving the uh, path of being an architect was because of that specific... Yeah, but I didn't want to do it anyway. And it was was also interesting because, (laughs) because... I mean, you had a a pretty good case where it's like, but it made them horny. And they were all like, yeah, it did make us horny. And it's like, so they're not upset about it. It made them yeah, all horny. They did the job they were happy. supposed to do. They and were happy it, about it. And then but, the HR person like, you're all fired. Like, we are just cleaning house, yeah, starting didn't. over. But what a better sign to know that you're on the right path. Exactly. And did that um, story you wrote down about this hot barista turn into anything that I might have read? Uh, No. No, it was just, you know... I didn't develop it further because, you know, the next thing came along and like I was tired of that. You know, I told her story. Right. You know, and I'm sure it's like, oh, this is all wrapped up in the legal ramifications. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, exactly. Like it was tainted. It was soiled. I couldn't. So amazing. Yeah. I I, I love that because I think as someone like me who is, uh, you know, was writing from literally the (laughs) literally the first day I was born. Wow. I you was, came out of the womb holding a pen, which made it all the more a I, difficult birth. My yeah. mother was pretty wild during yeah. my pregnancy. She, and, uh, yeah, they said that uh, her water broke, and it was really be, was just you. It was because you, you were chewing I on the pen, the ink, but yeah, it was also the, the, the pen broke, it exploded. Yeah, it was just so a bunch of ink that came I came out. out scribbling the little blocks that they'd give kids. I would turn into words and and letters, and I um, uh, anyway, that was me in my life. But to come to it later almost seems so pure. Like you're mm-hmm. not inundated with this is how you write. Chapters have to be this long. You can't call them stations. They have to be chapters. Stations, uh, huh? No, not. I don't even get distracted oh. by that. That's a whole other. That's oh. Sean Penn's world. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. Well, his books are like a journey. But we won't get off we topic. We can't get okay. into that. Okay. But it is almost like you're traveling through a countryside looking out the window and seeing America through this twisted, warped lens that he sees it I through. I see. Wow. Really, if you haven't read uh, any of the Bob Honey books, oh. do yourself a favor. But that's not what we're here to talk okay. about. You're able to go into writing with just this blank mind and uh, write this perspective of, of a horny man telling mm-hmm. stories mm-hmm. of juiced up guys. Yep. And that's, I think, really exciting. If I was to try and write an erotic novel, I'd get caught down with all the adverbs, I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's not a lot in mine. No, but it's it's sort of like you're the Ernest Hemingway of erotic novels. Where it's Sparse. like Where it's like, you don't need big words to turn people on. That's what I say. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 
Uh, and I also just want to go back real quick. Uh, it, when you introduced yourself, you called it your newest sex novel. Yeah. Is that the appropriate term for the? I would have because I just would have been like, oh, maybe sex novel is offensive, erotic right. fiction, uh, sex novel. Sex is- novel is what they're called. Okay, and they, you know, they try and you know, erotic. It's we, a sex novel. We all like, know what we it all is. Know what, yeah. We don't like, need let's to get call fancy it with what it. Yeah, is. exactly. It, just say you know. It's why not a we... croissant. It's a day old bread. Yeah, <laughs> you know we don't need to get fancy. Yeah. Uh, so that's very, that's very fascinating. Um, I had a question. Um, is the barn in your story a metaphor for anything? No, it's a barn. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, well, follow up. How about the shit? Because I had a couple of ideas. I feel like the shit is sort of this toxic masculinity that we bring around with us. And it, it sort of permeates. We can smell oh, it off yeah, these certain yeah, men. Yeah. We're attracted to them. But yet we gag out of uh, repulsion to the crimes of our fathers and our forefathers. And that's Mm. just sort of what keeps us at an arm's length. Despite the desire for the man, we know the history of man itself. Wow. I like that, but no, it's just shit. Oh, okay. When I was writing, uh, like, oh, okay. just horse, uh, horses like like shit. Okay, like, so huh. just a barn, just, just horse shit, a, yeah. neither are metaphors. Okay. No, I like that, though. Like, Yeah, that was good, That Michael. was very yeah. good. Oh, it probably, it's, no, it's stupid. I mean, it was beautiful, but. Yeah, but, but I guess s- wrong, yeah. I, yeah, wrong. Yeah. And sex famously isn't smart you shouldn't be thinking a lot. I've yeah, learned no, when having yeah. sex. You know, that's, yeah, there's no metaphor. You're thinking about what could this be? What is it? And right. then, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. When you're, your, your when jangle's you're, not getting your jangle. Yeah. 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 Uh, when you're uh, in the middle of the act, you don't want anyone uh, reciting poetry or anything like that. It's, no. Let's get down to business. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and we're going to do a real quick ad. Um, yeah, so sorry yeah, sure, about yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dip Recruiter. Do you need to hire someone to come to your house and try all the different dips you own? Use Dip Recruiter. We don't need to know why. Maybe you're worried the dips went bad. Maybe somebody poisoned some of your dips. We don't care. They're your dips. Do with them what you want. Wow, that was one take. Great job, Michael. Thank you. you mind if I uh, do one real I'll quick? go for it. Okay, here we go. Stamps.com. Congratulations. You're depressed. Awesome. I think Boom. we got okay. it. Yeah, nice. cool. And awesome. we won't put any music under those. Nope. Good. Because we don't have the rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we just don't have, honestly, the... Uh, um, I don't have iTunes. Yeah. And I don't I don't have the will, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah. I just don't care. But... There's, yeah. There's no need. Yeah. There's no need for music. I don't think so. But speaking of legal and speaking of the, the rights to these songs and, and being legal... Uh, is what you write legal? Because it's so freaking hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever faced uh, any censorship? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that, you know, you know, uh, they're not, my books aren't in many stores uh, because people are afraid to put them out. Like, uh, but I haven't really gotten in too much trouble. Yeah. Like small okay. stuff. Yours are a few... Of the only books I can think of that when you do purchase them, they do put it in a brown paper bag uh, before you leave uh, the bookstore. Yeah. 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 Which is cool. It's very cool. Which is pretty cool. It's illicit. Yeah. Yeah. Who does the cover art? Because it's fucking nasty. Yeah. Uh. And it's not animated. No, yeah. They're pornographic images. Yeah. It's uh, Terry Richardson. Oh yeah, you know, the girl's perv. Yeah, the American apparel photographer. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I He's, would think you wouldn't want to have him be associated. Wait, with you, what's but, wrong with him? What did he do? I mean, 
so he long definitely to get into. was like uh, abused a lot of models and put them in oh situations that they shouldn't have been in. Oh, I think he was known well, as like a creep in the industry. Oh, he draw he draws them. <laughs> oh, these are drawn because yeah. they're very photorealistic. Yeah, he, <laughs> oh, there's no. Oh well, he didn't get in trouble for his drawing, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, if oh, but it's drawing you can't. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, so I'll I have think to reevaluate that, maybe. But he I'm, does good work. Oh, I bet. Does he still wear those dumb, oversized glasses? Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. He wears a uh, he wears like dark ones now, oh, and okay. like a big like big hat to like, like maybe hide like his he's identity. Hiding. Oh, yeah. that's weird. And now like a I mask think about under it, the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because he's like universally despised. Yeah, so and Tom, I have to meet Tom him Hanks in like mask under big uh, sunglasses and a huge hat. Yeah, well, it's cool that he's working again. <laughs> um, so I guess what I'm um what I'm wondering, you said you're not published that much. You're not in that many bookstores. So like, mm-hmm. what is it like? Because Colin and I haven't been published, but no. we want to be, mm-hmm. and so. It's just cool to be with someone who's been, even if just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. just hopefully a little bit of it uh, rubs off on us before we have to go home and yeah. jingle our jangles. Yeah, because we know, yeah. like, okay, you have an idea, you bring that to a publisher, you pitch them, they give mm-hmm. you an advance, you write the book. Is that how it works for your sex books? Yeah, it's just I meet with this guy named Nick. Uh, it's kind of like in his own apartment. Just one and, name, just Nick? Yeah, name? just Nick. Okay. Uh, no last name. Easy with one of the main publishing houses or yeah, uh, you know, Nick Books. Um, I, I yeah, Nick Books is what I they're published under. Um, okay, and uh, yeah, you know, he works with me and we kind of throw ideas back and forth and he gives me like a lot at of his no- apartment, yeah, at his apartment. <laughs> I guess um, a lot of the big people they work from home, it's like you don't need to be in an office if yeah. you're a literary agent. No, it's, I mean, so yeah, you just bounce ideas off each other, like sort of like. Hey, this makes me horny, and then he's like, "Hey, this makes me horny." Yeah. Does this ever make Instead you horny? Instead of this, like maybe like add this, okay. and then we're like, "Oh yeah, now yeah. we're both horny." Just throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. Yep. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Exactly. And then he, you know, he kind of puts it out. He like prints it and then binds the books. And wow. Yeah. So he, it's an all-in-one. He's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Um, That's incredible. Hmm. And so he's pretty involved in your creative process. Oh, yeah. He's pretty involved. Like, yeah. Have, um, have there ever been any ideas that haven't gone? Oh, uh, yeah. A couple. A couple uh, of his ideas were, I was like, ah, I don't know, Nick. Like, that's that seems like too much. Like, animals get involved and like, oh. yeah. Oh. With other animals or... Animals and people. Animals and people. Animals uh, and animals. And uh, it's like, yeah. come on. No, like, this is not. But I mean, all, all you have to do is tell them no one time and then you can move on. Yeah. Although, I mean, I, you know what? This, uh, the reading you did today seems like, hey, that's a fair compromise. It's a man who works with horses. Exactly. Yeah. The, the main characters can work with animals, Nick. They just can't have sex with the animals. Yes. I don't, you know, I don't write about the horses, but if you want to think about the horses watching or something, fine. Which these are in the preludes to your book, too, where you're just like, these are some options that I'm not going to write about this. Yeah. But if you want to think about this, what that's up to you. Exactly. What, you know, if you add little flourishes here and there that I did not write, that's fine. Yeah. What's Nick's apartment like? Um, It's dark. Um. But it's very professional. Uh, it's 
He's got an old couch, uh, uh, but he's also, got like a fridge with like water and stuff. Also, sounds pretty energy efficient. If it, yeah, you know, if he's not using a lot of electricity, oh yeah, it's yeah, very environmentally friendly. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Okay, coming at you hot from Legal Boom. When you need to sue for custody of your children, but kind of hope you'll lose. Legal Boom. And I got another one here for you guys as well. Squank Space. Nothing says I get the web in 2019 more than a personal homepage full of pictures of you that no one will ever look at. Squank Space. Gosh, I wish we had a promo code. <laughs> um, uh, now, <laughs> 2019 Literati Squank. So try that, and yeah. if it works, you know, yeah, and good luck. Cool. Um, uh, Raymond, I was hoping you could help us with a little something. Um, sure. I write a lot, and it's hardly ever sexy. So I was wondering if you could help us sex up our writing a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Okay, so um, I, I, I'm just going to go off of one of my ideas. It's mm-hmm. um, about a man and a woman who are uh, in a submarine. Okay. And I like the, it. they dropped their, they were fishing and they dropped some jewelry off the boat. So they take the submarine, they're going down to the bottom of the ocean to get it back. It's called Here Be Jewels. And while they're in that submarine, obviously they're finding out a lot about each other. Um, but they're pretty diametrically opposed because uh, she's a Pisces and the man is a Leo. Mm. So there's not a lot of chemistry. So I'm just wondering, like, is that a situation that you could ever see becoming erotic? Oh, sure. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've tried. I tried to write these chapters and it just doesn't. It just ends with them being friends. Well, I mean, you just have to you just have to get into it. OK, it's a submarine. It's probably hot in there. Sure. You know, that's where I start with a lot of my books. It's always hot. Oh, right. It it's, was a hot day where the hot day breeze the even took a break. Exactly. Or, oh, so maybe like you're the in the AC submarine. was on full blast in the submarine. The AC is on full blast. So maybe okay. I could see, have that's that. that's a problem because now they're wearing coats. They were. They're wearing yeah. the bundle She got a cold. She gets pneumonia. Page three. And then the whole rest of the book, she's like, I'm just not feeling that wow, good. Don't okay. touch me, Doug. So maybe, maybe I could, they could. The AC breaks. Yeah. Or maybe they could just have their bottoms off. Yes. Oh, yeah. Full winter coat. No bottles. Gloves, earmuffs, scarves. No bottles. Exactly. They're on a boat. No one's looking. Exactly. It's not weird. Yeah. She just has a cold in the top half of her body. Mm -hmm. That's great. And then what would be a line? Because I want them. I I guess it just feels so awkward because I'm thinking of these characters as so different. I'm like, I need one line that would sort of break the tension and make it a sexual scenario. Maybe like up Periscope. Okay, I think I got it. That mm-hmm. is really good. That uh-huh. is really good. I'm yeah. going to steal that. You don't mind if I steal no, that? No, no, please. Yeah. Um, Colin, Let's did you need it. help with any of your books? Yeah, so I'm writing uh, this book uh, where the two main characters, a uh, man and a woman, have, like it. have both decided to take a, a, a year off from having sex. And to do that, they have uh, locked themselves in chastity belts and thrown away the key wow and i love this and so uh you let me read a chapter and it's then good. they wow. and then okay. they meet each other and they're <laughs> like we've both made a huge because they did this separately they didn't know each other and yeah, they're yeah. like we've made a huge mistake and uh, but they they uh they threw away the key only their respective best friends knows where the key is and they told him like no matter how much i beg you to give me the key do not give it to me. Interesting. And so then they go to their friends. They're like, please, you got to give me the key. I love this person. I want to be with them. I want to lay with them. And uh-huh. their friends are like, no, you made me promise. 
Wow. That's a, well, that's a tough situation yeah. to be in, but you know, maybe just a lot of nipple stuff. Uh, oh, this is sort of the opposite yeah, of the solution yeah. to Michael's. Just, just take, and take the tops off. Yeah, there you know. Yeah. You got to remember this about the human body. There's a top and a bottom. <laughs> okay. You know, I always, I feel, you know, it's one of those things that when someone points it out, you're like, I've been such a fool. I thought I, you're, I'm just too close to it. I can't see an, uh, another way. And then you just give this. Uh, it seems so simple when Boom. you say it. And you're like, how did I miss this? It, yeah. I mean, if like the thing about this stuff, don't think too much. Yeah. Okay. Just get in there and get dirty. You know? Shoot from the hip. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I got this or one other nips. book. Or else shoot yes, from the, yes. nips. the hips. Yours, shoot from the nips. Mine. I got this one other book, and it's a post-apocalyptic world, and all that's left is a dad and his son, and they're oh, okay. going uh, on a journey uh, across trying to find the last Camaro. Uh, mm-hmm. The book's called The Last Camaro, and mm-hmm. they're trying to find it, and then from there on, who knows? That's book two. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm just like, it's not that sexy. No. Yeah, this <laughs> is similar to something that Nick pitched once. Um <laughs> Uh, Dad and his son, huh? And they they are, at least as far as they know, the only people left on Earth. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, maybe it's, you know, ca- the car. <gasps> like, they find the car. Oh. And, you know, the car is very sexy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know? I mean, you're telling me I drive a Buick. Yeah. I mean, very sexy. Yeah. Um, you know, so maybe this father and son just kind of take turns going on, like, at it. Yeah. Just like. Just like bumping up against yeah. the car and stuff. And maybe, maybe they could find this magical Camaro that's kind of like a was it Night Rider where the car talks? Oh yeah, 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 yeah it was Knight Rider. Yeah, yeah, but it's like a hot lady's voice. Yeah, and it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> Struck my carburetor. Yeah, that's hot. Oh, I yeah. would like to be turned on. Yeah, and then it has like missiles and stuff too. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, now book two just became a whole lot hotter. Mm-hmm. So I, now people have a reason to read that. When at the end of book one, they find the Camaro and the Camaro flashes her headlights and she's like, why don't you get inside me? Literally. Mm. Yeah. See, that's good. That's, that's really good. That's really good. Wow. I guess yeah. we could be uh, erotic novelists. I guess, yeah, I guess it's not uh, It's not too late for us. There's still hope. No, if you guys want to meet Nick, he's always... I'd love to yeah. meet Nick. I would really like Nick to meet him. Nick sounds great. He's always down to meet new people. Should we, um, what do you think, like tomorrow at noon? Oh, no. It, it would have to be after the sun goes down. Um, <laughs> okay. Have you ever seen Nick's face? I know you were saying it was pretty, uh, he keeps the lights pretty dim. Yeah. No, actually, no. Like, huh. I see like the outline of it. That's all you yeah. need. Yeah. 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 More can be said with a good outline than mm-hmm. a full-on face. Sometimes that's too much information to take in. Exactly. Well, Raymond Clayton, um, I have just one more ad here. <clears throat> it's called Care Often. Are you so sick? I bet you are. Look at you. But isn't it annoying to have to take dozens of pills every day? Care Often ships you just one giant single pill every year. It's roughly the size of a football. And you got to find a way to herc that thing down. Don't care. <laughs> Don't care how you do it. You got a whole year. So subscribe to careoften.com and use passcode literati herc for 13% on 13% added yeah uh, this is 13% more pill oh oh, they add okay for a second I thought you meant that and it's 13% more expensive 
Okay. I mean, that's still a fair deal. Yeah, it's, still fair. Yeah. it's just for yeah. you what yeah. size you want. Um, well, Raymond, we like to end our podcast um, well, but we haven't figured out how to do that. So no. we use this. Yeah. We, instead, we do this the segment. The dismount is always the hardest part for us. Mm, okay. Yeah. We, we do this segment called uh, Epilogues, and um, we basically uh, give the name of our upcoming book and the first line from it so um colin and i can start uh and i'll go uh i'll go first um the book that i've been working on for a long time is a children's book uh and it's called not the santa that you think so here's (laughs) here's the first line (laughs) the skeleton fell all the way down the chimney and slammed onto the floor before getting up and creeping through the house Ah, Christmas has come again for me, Bony Claus. So that's wow. That's it. Wow. Yeah, and it's it is about a new Santa named Bony Claus. Mm-hmm. So pretty exciting. Well, I can, I, yeah, I can't wait to read the rest of it. Kids are gonna love it. And I decided to make in this universe Christmas is in July, so I can oh. kind of capitalize on that. Wow, downtime. Uh, Colin, are you? Uh, yeah. Are you ready? Uh, so I I have a new book coming out. I'm very excited about it. It's cool. called uh, The Wrinkled Skin of Youth. And it is lightly inspired by the curious case of Benjamin Button. <laughs> okay. uh, and so the book starts off uh, with our main character, Billy. Billy sits in the doctor's office as the doctor just gives him the news. Billy shakes his head says what this is just like that movie the curious case of benjamin button how is this possible the end wow wow yeah. that, wow. the end of uh is that the is whole that, story no 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 no. it is just sentence one but i i do this revolutionary new thing i think it could be yeah uh take off in literary communities, where I say the end after every sentence. It's like an old-timey telegram, <laughs> wow. where they say, oh, yeah. I've reached the river, stop. stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just sort of... I like that format. You know, it's, yeah, it's just my style. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, Raymond Clayton? Oh, sure. Um, so the latest one uh, that I've been working on is um, entitled The Free Sample Lady at Costco. Uh, and the first line is, it was... A bright summer's day in Costco, and it was hot. That's wow. Right. Yeah. Nice. Wow. All right. Yeah. We've uh-huh. got those elements already. We know where we are. We know it's hot. It's hot. We know it's, it's always summer. hot. It's always Damn. hot. Yeah, it's always hot. <laughs> I'm loving it. Well, mm-hmm. um, Raymond, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you for having me. I'm glad I could uh, be of some service and bring some horniness to your lives. Yeah. I'd get up to shake your hand, uh, but I think well, at this point, it's dangerous. Yeah. I think all three of us need to go in our own separate rooms. Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> Luckily, Forever Dog does have uh, spare rooms oh. for, uh, for the hosts and guests to just, you know, if you need to relieve yourself. They call them mm-hmm. jangle rooms. Jangle, yeah. Yeah. jangle rooms. Jangle spaces. Jangle space. And, and that's, that's the end of that chapter. Seriously, though, I got to go jerk off. Forever. <laughs> This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.